Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Money Stepper Q&A podcast, question 86, investing in the S&P 500. Today's question comes from Siv. He asks, I'm interested in passive investing. I have a lump sum of £5,000 and I plan to invest monthly for the next 10 years in an S&P 500 ETF. I already have exposure to the UK markets in other forms. Which wrapper should I use? Stocks and shares ISA or SIP? Which platform or broker should I use to invest in? Or what criteria should I use to decide to invest efficiently? Thanks, Siv. Well, thank you, Siv, for your question. You've got literally hundreds of options here. Even if you have narrowed your target down to investing in one type of ETF, there's actually many, many ways you can go about doing it. So I'll tell you fairly briefly what I would go for to achieve the aims that you'd laid out in your question and why I'd do that. Firstly, you've got the question of the stocks and shares ISA versus a SIP. Now, for those of you who don't know, a SIP is a self-invested personal pension. The stocks and shares ISA is basically an ISA account where you can invest in stocks and shares. Now, which of those is more appropriate for your investing long term will actually depend on your personal circumstances, Siv, and the answers to the following questions. Firstly, how much are you currently investing in your pension and how much are you currently investing in ISAs? You said in your question that you're currently investing elsewhere, so perhaps you're approaching your investment limits on one of those two, in which case that might make your decision for you. Question two, what is the likelihood that you need this money before you retire? Again, you said in your question that you plan to invest £1,000 a month for the next 10 years. Well, why 10 years? Do you need the money after that time frame, or is that when you're planning to retire? Third question, what's your current income tax rate? Are you in a basic or higher tax rate band? Now, the answers to those questions will help dictate whether a stocks and shares ISA or a SIP would be the most appropriate tax wrapper for your investments. I'm recording this a few hours after the budget, after the 2016 budget, and now there's also the lifetime ISA to think about and the fact that your ISA limits are going up to £20,000 next year. So you'll also need to factor that into your decision making. You then ask which platform or broker should you use? Well, again, I'll tell you what I do for my stocks and shares ISA. I currently use SVS Securities. They charge a a flat rate trade fee of £7.95 per trade. Then, for the actual investment in the S&P 500 ETF, you need to make a decision on what currency you want to invest in. So you can actually either buy an S&P 500 ETF, which is denominated in GBP, in pounds, or one that's denominated in USD, dollars. Now, which you buy will partly depend on why you're buying this. Why are you investing in the US in the first place? Is it because you want the returns from the US market, because you're actually investing in the US markets, or are you also doing it as a currency hedge between the pound and the dollar? 
either way, you shouldn't be paying a lot of fees on your ETF investment, whether it's in pounds or dollars. And anything over 0.1% for an S&P 500 is probably too much. As an example, Vanguard's S&P 500 ETF has an ongoing annual charge of 0.07% per annum, practically nothing. Finally, I would consider how often you're investing. So how often you top up on your investment? Because you said that you plan to put down £1,000 each month. Well, remember that if you buy an ETF for £1,000, it's going to cost you £7.95 for that trade, equal to 0.8% of your investment. Now, the annual average return of the S&P 500, say 10%, that equates to about 0.8% a month. So it's about break even, but you may be better off if you're earning money in your, say, your savings or your current account while the money's sitting there, you might be better off saving two months at a time and buying your investments in chunks of £2,000 every other month rather than £1,000 every month. Probably doesn't make a huge difference, but something else to consider. So to conclude, based on your question, Siv, I personally would probably go Vanguard S&P 500 ETF purchased through an SVS in an SNS ISA account. However, the right answer for you will depend on your answers to a lot of those questions that you'll need to ask yourself first. I hope that helps Siv, and I hope that helps anyone else who's in the similar position to Siv who's listening in. If you have your own personal question, head to moneystepper.com forward slash submit a question or email me at moneystepper at gmail.com and I'll speak to all of you again next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.